podcast as part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Welcome to today's episode of the 49ers Unrestricted Podcast. I'm Timmy Gibson here with my co-host, Daniel Bigelow. Daniel, how you doing this fine Tuesday morning? Good morning, everybody. Happy Tuesday. We're Man, we could call this so many things. Terrific Tuesday, uh, terrifying Tuesday if you're a Rams fan, uh, whatever you want. But it is a good day. Today's oh, yeah, a good day to be alive and to be a 49ers oh, fan. Oh, yes, it is. And I, this is just your annual reminder that the 49ers own the Los Angeles Rams, and I mean own, at least in the regular season. But we are back to owning the yeah. Los Angeles Rams. It is a wonderful sight. Kyle Shanahan running all over Sean McVay's defense. Jimmy Garoppolo dicing him up. It felt like a vintage 49ers-Rams performance, and... Just another reminder that this defense is probably the best defense in the NFL, and I'm not sure it's it is. close. It's just unreal how good this defense is. Um, Nick Bosa, I got, a, I woke up to a notification from Bleach Report. Nick Bosa saying this is the best defense in the league, and I'm like, yeah, that's the kind of confidence Did I you need know, this morning. Not for no insane stat I saw today. Yes, please. Nick Bosa is averaging a 31.8 pressure rate. The average NFL That's defense terrifying. averages 31.9. So he basically real. is as good as the an entire NFL defense. That's how good Nick Bosa is. I mean, is. he was in Matthew Stafford's face just about every play awesome. yesterday. He's so um, good. <laughs> there's so many, man, where... Uh, just so many where I'm like, oh, he's about to get him. Uh, so many holding calls that should have been called. The face mask holding calls against Nick Bosa that should have, or against the Rams on Nick Bosa that should have been called, and they just they were not. But that's what happens. We remember the torn jersey. Uh, Nick is used to that. He still gets two sacks, even having to deal with that. Um, this D, uh, O-line for the Los Angeles Rams truly was no match for the 49ers defense. And it wasn't just Nick Bosa. Drake Jackson had a huge block. Samson Ebukum with the uh, forced fumble, the strip sack at the end of the game to secure the win. That was massive. Um, Diamondor Lenore getting in there for a sack. That was just a great defensive play, and they didn't even yeah, see that it was, coming. That so was awesome. We're going to have to talk more about he him. He has yeah. definitely stepped up, and I think... We talked about this a little. Well, last week we recorded an episode that is now 49ers Unrestricted Lost episode because I messed up the audio quality. So hand up, my bad listeners. But it's probably good because if we ever wanted to have Jimmy Garoppolo on, uh, last week's episode would have made that harder. But anyway. Last week's episode was literally the opposite yeah, of now this we're week's episode. Where Now we're happy. Last week we just talked about how poorly we played and how much things needed to change and here we are praising the Niners after glorious But I I bring that up because we spent a decent amount of time talking about Diamondor Lenore and how he has surprised us a lot by kind of stepping back into that nickel cornerback role we really thought that that was Samuel Womack's to to kind of own for the season and 
pretty clearly Lenore has has stepped up. I mean, he's been starting there two weeks in a row, and he he balled out last night. So that was awesome. It's just been he was a potential. Yeah, we we thought he might be gone. So he just he must have been. I wonder if he was getting the like the Brandon Ayuk doghouse treatment of just like, hey, we need you to to want this more, to work more for it, and then that kind of kind of led to him stepping up. Well. He started last year. He was above Ambry Thomas at the very start of the year. Because what what round was Lenore drafted? He was a fifth in? round pick. Maybe he was, was he? third. Okay, it, I thought he was third. Hufunga was fifth, and Thomas might have been fifth as well. But I think Timmy's going to look that up for us real quick. But um, I remember the start of last year. Diamondor Lenore was was in games uh, higher ranked than Ambry Thomas to start the year. Fifth round? Yeah, he was a fifth okay, round pick. Okay, so he's a fifth round pick. Okay. Was Thomas? I, I think, think they Amber were all Thomas just late. Was, I thought he was the third round pick. Okay, so maybe I have it totally backwards, but um, I just thought I remember Lenore got first looks instead of Thomas last year. Yeah, and then Amber Thomas was starting by the end. He, had a sh- he was a third round pick. Yeah, Lenore had a short leash, was out, Thomas was in, and we were like, whoa, Ember Thomas. Oh, maybe that's right. And we're like, yeah, great late round find. Yeah. Um, same thing with Hufunga and Elijah Mitchell because we're really good at those fifth and sixth yeah, rounds. Should we, should we do it now? Um, should we talk about your guy now? Well, I'm, I'm not done with Lenore. Mm-hmm. I'm just okay. so confused on how we – not on how we misread it or anything, but uh, – I'm I'm curious to see what the situation was last year, and I'm curious to see what has changed in his true play because I didn't get to see him a whole lot last year. He sat out a, a big chunk of it, and now he's he seems like a yeah. rock star, as well as Ambry Thomas has already. Yeah, hit I'd like to know what rock star status. What's so. going on with Womack as well? Because we we really thought Womack had that had that mm. job locked up, and so it was it's been surprising that he so early into the season has been is no longer the starter. And you don't remember anything anything worthy of demotion, right? No, I don't coverage I, a bunch I, of I don't games. think so. I think we took when they cut Darquez Denard, I think it was, we really took that as, oh, this means that they're really, really confident in Womack. I wonder if it if it didn't mean that. I wonder if it meant more they're confident in Lenore and Womack and that one of them is going to step up in this spot. And we just didn't, because Lenore didn't really play much nickel last year. We had heard he might a little, but we just didn't see him stepping into that role. But well, well done, 49ers coaching staff again. D'Amico Ryans is going to be a head coach. Should we talk about that now? We're going to lose him. It's just time to, uh, to be ready for it. We are. Okay, but there's not a lot of vacancies just yet. So I think there when will the vacancies be. start coming... There will be. I mean, I said last year I was surprised D'Amico Ryans wasn't the assistant coordinator that got the head coaching job last year over McDaniel. Obviously, McDaniel has been pretty good to start the year, but I definitely thought Ryans had the more impressive season with the Niners, and so I was surprised that it wasn't him stepping into that role. Yeah. Um, We do sadly have a number of injuries. Yeah. Obviously... Trey Lance broken ankle on the He's IR. Scooting around though, did you see that video? It, he yes, he is scooting around. Uh, there's inklings that he could be back by the end of the season. I so doubt it. But it's who way knows. too far to tell. Yeah, I don't even know if we need to entertain it. If the Niners play like they did last night all year, they're gonna keep him out, let him rest. But 
this is the last week of Elijah Mitchell being required to be on IR. Um, I have not seen any reports or updates that he will be. I ready remember next it week. being more like eight weeks when he came out, but but I don't know for sure. I, I, I hadn't heard yeah. an update. I don't. I don't think he's ready. As much as I love him, Jeff Wilson is getting it done. So I am okay with Elijah having more time to get healthy, uh, get get ready to get going. We were out. We were without Javon Kinlaw last night. Um, I didn't see why. I was just told he was out. I'm sure Grant um, Cohn is on the case. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Trent Williams, high ankle sprain. Have not seen him officially placed on the yeah, IR. They're, they're not uh, planning but, on putting him on the IR. You only have a certain number of designations of guys who can come back from four weeks from the IR. And the hope is that he's going to come back uh, in that time frame. So they're trying to hold out and not waste one of those four-week slots on the IR on Williams. Got it. Okay. So it, it, it sounds like got we got might it. be able to have him back within the month, but I think we talked about this We, we talked about this on the, uh, the lost episode, but but Trent Williams has spoken about how last season in the playoffs he tried to play on a on a high ankle sprain, and he thought he played pretty poorly, and I think he blamed himself a bit for the, for the 49ers' loss in the NFC Championship, which I don't think is valid. But my, my point is, based on his reflections on how he handled the high ankle sprain last season. I think I expect him to, to take his time with this one and make sure he's make sure he's a hundred percent before coming back, which is, is what we want. Yep. Um, as the list continues, uh, Eric Armstead has been battling plantar fasciitis and, uh, I say battling more like managing because it's not necessarily something that heals unless you just let it rest. And we just finished week four of 18 weeks. Get my man some Dr. Scholes. So, yeah, he's going to be managing this essentially all season unless they give him time on the IR to let it rest. Um, so Eric Armstead is going to be questionable just about every single game. Um, and that that is a bummer of an injury. That stinks. Um, part of me wants him to just sit out and let it heal and, and fear that it could get worse as he manages it. Uh, this defense is so incredible with and without him, but he is a huge part of it um, in its season-long success. Uh, keep rolling down the list. We already talked about Trent Williams, ankle sprain, could be back before the four weeks IR stint, so that's why he's not on. Aziz Shire is on the IR with his knee, so he's going to be out. Um, we love Aziz. But last night, Fred and Dre Greenlaw certainly showed us they can handle time without him. And last but not least, uh, Colton McKivitz left the game with a knee injury yesterday and did not return. Yeah, bummer bummer injuries all around. Unfortunately, that's something we have just kind of come to. It's just part of being a 49ers fan now, which is a bummer. Hopefully that's something we can improve upon. But luckily, we've seen this team step up from injury after injury. So I think we'll be all right. Um, dang, Timmy, this is why I really wish one of us had game pass. Cause I, I want to see the snap count for offensive line. Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't get a chance to see, I missed the, uh, lineup introductions. I don't, I saw kickoffs. So I don't get how I missed the lineup introductions. I was also making dinner. So maybe I just missed that part, but, um, I want to say Burford started. I remember hearing his name right away. And then I remember hearing Brunskill winning the Aaron Donald, yeah, the Donald stopper. stopper. I have to imagine that he that he was in. He had to have played. So I I assume 
McKivitz was starting left tackle in place of Trent Williams. Jake Brendel was in at center. Um, that's where I'm, I'm confused on the guards, and I know McGlinchey was on the right, but I'm trying to remember what time uh, Burford came out. And, uh, yeah, I guess I, I just hate that I can't look up on the on the stats. Maybe I can find a snap count. I just think you always have to pay yeah, for that. Yeah, I can't but, find one that's updated. Um, I would say that they did really well. Um, I think that for a O-line that did not have a Trent Williams – and that kind of, I don't know, I feel like they've been shaky. Um, I would say that they had done well. Um, the Rams had, was it three sacks, I believe? Yeah, that sounds yeah. right. What? I am confusion because I see here that Jimmy Garoppolo was sacked zero times is what it says. Maybe he wasn't sacked. But that just doesn't seem right. He might I don't have believe the they had a single sack. Good at getting the ball away. I was looking at, uh, yeah, they do not have a single sack. Wow, um, Jimmy Garoppolo's QBR is on the week was only forty-seven point four. So oh, let's just boy. not be too nice to Jimmy just yet. Just because he didn't step out of the back of the end zone doesn't mean he's become good. Yeah, well, I think that this is, and this is kind of what I was saying to myself in the middle of the game where I'm like okay so this is what happens when Jimmy doesn't essentially take the game away from us or make too many mistakes because he didn't look awesome right he was 16 for 27 one touchdown 239 yards like very mediocre day in terms of a quarterback stat but it was him getting the ball to Debo Samuel and George Kittle and Brandon Ayuk that did the work for him. And we're used to that. We know that's how it works. We see that's how it goes. We should um, talk about Debo. Debo Samuel. Yeah, six receptions, 115 yards, and a touchdown. That is why you pay that man. Yes. That was an all-time yes, yes, yes. vintage Debo performance. And he really did it in the receiving game. I mean, that touchdown was yeah. awesome. There were like two times. Yeah, two rushing like, attempts. Oh, they're going to bring him down. And he just... He kept going, and he he almost had a second touchdown. I mean, he was stopped inches short on that yeah. second touchdown. Don't you love Jalen Ramsey's cute little attempt to stop him on that yeah, long that one? Awesome. And he just bounced right off him and ran right in. Yeah, Debo is is something else. When he gets going, there's nothing like it in the NFL. Um, you could really see his speed and his ability to accelerate because when. He bounced off of Jalen Ramsey. There's like five guys, essentially, who look like they're about to be on yeah. top of him before he gets to the end zone, and he just gets right back into gear and speeds right in without being touched. Yeah. Uh, it was just an incredible game from him. Again, no credit to Jimmy here with not a great stat line, but I will say he didn't make a lot of yeah, mistakes. Yeah, he didn't do. Thank goodness for that. He didn't step out of the back of the end zone. That's only no. a mistake you make once, uh, apparently. Hopefully. He'll probably do it again. I sure hope around. so. Yeah. Um, our offense just looked it looked good. And I think, truly, like, Debo can do this every game. Kittle was quiet. Almost. 
almost had oh, a touchdown. Man, that was that an all-time. Was clearly I out. have Kittle in fantasy, and the guy I was playing had Debo, and that would have been an all-time swing if he got Debo stopped an inch short of the touchdown, and then Kittle got Ugh. it. He he was so close to pulling that one in. Did you lose because of no, Debo? No, I won. Wow, very nice. Um, Big game from Jeff really Wilson on the ground. It's it's become seriously pretty clear that at least until Mitchell's back, uh, Shani doesn't really plan on on running the ball with anybody besides Wilson right now. And why would you? Eighteen. Well, there's no other options yeah, right 18 now. Eighteen carries for seventy four yards and a touchdown. That touchdown was a fantastic long breakaway run that Wilson has flashed the ability to, to kind of pull off consistently over the over his career. Wilson is just he is he is playing good football right now. I mean, I think the job is is Mitchell's when he comes back, but we, yeah. there's there's no need to rush him. Like we should wait till Mitchell's healthy. He's got that higher top end speed for sure, but Wilson is playing really really well right now. Well, his massive touchdown touchdown run came off, came off of just a, a gut a play right up the yeah. middle. HB gut right up the middle and his ability to find holes and break free when needed and just run straight up the middle of the field. Rams That's incredible. Soft. We're used to seeing yeah, we they are so soft. We're used to seeing uh guys like Raheem Mostert and Elijah Mitchell who we've credited to Raheem Mostert's clone where they get outside faster than anyone else can and they love running down those sideline stripes. But Jeff Wilson is able to make his stuff happen up the middle. And not a lot of guys are able to do that as consistently as he does. Um, and I just feel like any time he gets a massive run, it's up the middle. And so that is a that is a unique characteristic to have a part of your run game. And that is awesome. Um, when you're facing Aaron Donald, you don't imagine you're doing a lot of gut plays. <laughs> you don't want anything going up the middle. But yet, Wilson's able to make a touchdown out of it. So that was... That was incredible. Um, again, massive game from Debo. Quieter game from from Kittle on the stats. Ayuk um, had four targets uh, for only 37 yards. So truly was Jeff Wilson and Debo Samuel were the highlighters on the offense. Um, and then our entire defense was the big highlight. Uh, Dre Greenlaw getting 15 total tackles, 12 solo tackles is bonkers. He is he's leading back. the team in tackles this year. He is he has returned. I believe he's at 32 he def- through 4 weeks. He has definitely returned to that form he was he was playing at in his rookie year at that really really high level and it's been it's been great to see cuz there were there was a lot of thought. I mean, Aziz Alshire's phenomenal as well, but there was a little back and forth on who's the 49ers true like number 2 linebacker after Fred Warner. It's it's pretty clear that it's that it's Greenlaw again, and and the 49ers have paid him to be that for at least the next few seasons, and he seems to be worth every penny. I would agree. Um, I think a lot of the guys that the Niners have paid were worth every penny. Um, even even like B or C team guys like Hassan Ridgeway getting a yeah, sack Omenihu, yesterday. Yeah, um, he also got one. Yeah, Ebukam had two. This is just your friendly reminder Bosa that, had two. that the 49ers defensive line coaching staff is probably like the best positional coaching staff in the NFL. The best. There were seven sacks yesterday. We already talked about Diamondor Lenores. Samson Ebukam had two. Yeah. One of them to close out the game. Just 
Nick Bosa had just two. an all time. One of them, he like, just threw Stafford yeah, to the ground. Just an all time, like, oh yeah, our defense is the best. Seriously, um, and the NFC West seems just to be. Blown away. We, should, we should talk high level. The NFC West seems to, to kind of be wide open right now. I mean, are the Seahawks leading it right now? No, technically we are. It is. It is. Everyone is tied two and two. Um, but we are the division Cause of the, winners. Because of the win so over the Seahawks and the Rams. And the Rams. And so no one else has won two games versus our in our own yeah. division. So that puts us atop. But I don't want to have to sit here and say, like, oh, we're in first place because this is this. No, let's go win this next week. Yeah. Let's get on top of this sounds, um, and be the undisputed champs. Sounds good to me. I uh, Should we start talking about what it might take to win next week? We got more to do this week still. We just gotta finish off with Hufunga Kawabunga. Oh my gosh, he! I took too long to get he here. He may be the best safety in the NFL. He might. He is just a a ball of potential um, that is exploding. Um, he's insane. He is a fifth round draft pick, I believe, or is he sixth? I can never remember who the Niners took two years ago. Now in the fifth or sixth round, I just know all these guys Hufunga came from was the late a, rounds. Hufunga was a fifth round pick. That's okay. That's what I thought. As you as you should have known um, by the fact that he's incredible as all 49ers fifth round picks yes. are. His level yeah, his level of play is skyrocketing. We saw flashes of potential last year when he would come in and in certain packages or in terms of injury for other players, but uh his ability to read the field is nuts. If you if you watch the the video of his interception, he is moving before Stafford even throws the ball. He looks at the way Sha- uh, Stafford shifts his shoulders and positions himself to throw right, and Hufunga knows. He's like, I'm not covering anyone in this moment. I know where this ball's going. I'm just covering my zone. I'm making a cut because either Mosley or Ward, I don't remember which side, is already on their guy. He's just going to beat the throw there, and he's there immediately and is off to the races with yeah. that. Um, it's just so fun that he gets a pick six too. I love that. I love er. Yeah, he got a pick six. He got in the end zone, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. I think that was yeah, his first career like pick messing six. Messing myself up. Hopefully, the first of many career pick sixes many. for Talanoa. Congratulations on a phenomenal game, Talanoa Hufunga. He's so he good. Is, I mean. If you ask us, what are the crucial parts of our defense? Obviously, we say Nick Bosa and Fred Warner. And Charvarius Ward is getting up there to be one of the biggest names on our defense by far. It's, um, it's so he's got to get there. Hufunga on that list. And so the fact that Hufunga is like maybe fourth best on your defense yeah. is awesome. Um, having guys like Eric Armstead and Javon Kinlaw, who those are the guys you go, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we have those guys as well. Those are phenomenal players. And when you've named six guys on your defense and you haven't named – Dre Greenlaw, Samson Ebicum, or Drake Jackson, or even an Emmanuel Mosley or Jimmy Ward. Like, that is nuts. We have an incredible defense all over the field. What Bo said said this morning is they're the best defense in all three facets on the front seven, in the linebacker room, and in the secondary. That's just what's bonkers. Um, you know, the Rams have Bobby Wagner, Jalen Ramsey, and Aaron Donald. At one point, those are the top players at each of their respective positions. G- granted, 
it's past Wagner's prime, but he's still killer. He's still knocking fans that are running on the field off. You know, he's doing great. But they're not a match. They It doesn't work. They didn't get a single touchdown, and they're the reigning Super Bowl champions, and we were able to hold them to zero yeah, touchdowns. Yeah, and I, I think a lot sure. of that is on, on the 49ers' defense for sure. I do think the Rams have, have taken a step back from last year. I think Stafford's elbow seems to be limiting him. The loss of OBJ yep. seems to be affecting them a lot too. So the reason that's relevant Somehow, is but it, I would rather have Allen Robinson. For sure, for sure. And Cup is obviously incredible, but I, I what... Why that's important is because it really means that the the NFC West is wide, wide open for the taking. Just absolutely anyone who wants to win the NFC West can win the NFC West. And that is that is great because it's clearly it's gonna take the four it's taking the 49ers a little bit to just kind of right the ship for this season. Mm-hmm. So because of that, I really think that we're gonna we are going to need to uh kind of bounce back from that but there's just a lot of a lot of opening and we have a nice little runway with those two divisional wins to kind of figure things out for the season so yeah if we start looking ahead to next sunday 49ers are taking on baker mayfield in the carolina panthers maybe i should have said christian mccaffrey in the carolina panthers panthers have kind of an interesting defense some really talented skill players like DJ Moore and obviously McCaffrey, maybe the most just raw, talented player in the NFL on offense. Well, Debo Samuel. But this should be, I mean, maybe it's a trap game, but th- this to me feels like uh, the 49ers just kind of righted the ship against the Rams, and they're going to put the Panthers away like they're supposed to. Um, I absolutely agree. As we finish up talking about the Rams, let's look at our bold predictions. Um, your prediction was that George Kittle goes off. It was so close with that touchdown. He had a quiet offensive game, um, but I saw him there with plenty of blocks, and so I think he went off in that regard, but not necessarily in the receiving or fantasy realm. Um, my bold prediction was that 49ers interception will help decide the game. Now, I I don't know necessarily if Hufunga's interception well, I know it did not decide the game since the Rams did not get a single touchdown, even though Cooper Cup had 14 receptions for 122 yards and Higby, Higbeast, had 10 receptions. That is just a testament to how good the Niners' defense was at the goal line. The Rams were able to get 200 yards almost from two receivers, but they were able. The Niners were able to hold them to zero touchdowns and just make them kick three field goals. Um. But uh, Talanoa Hufunga's interception, and I think I almost wanted to say. I think last week uh, in our lost episode, I was saying, "Man, I want to say that this is the Talanoa Hufunga interception that will decide the game." But I just went with interception will help decide the game. Um. Samson Ebukum at the end of the game with the the strip sack was more of the game ender, not decider. Um, but I, I'd say that my prediction was close enough with it'll help decide the game where the interception was huge and allowed us to get a, some more points on the board. So close enough there. But let's talk more about this upcoming week against. We're in Carolina, right? I think so. Yeah, I think it is in Carolina. Let's Forty-nine. Look that yeah, up. I think it's in Carolina. Week five in Carolina, Sunday, 1.05 p.m. Okay, the Panthers are one and three. 
not too worried. Um, what are what do we know about the Panthers? Um, we know Baker Mayfield is there. We know they have DJ Moore, who who absolutely can be good, and we know they have a every single week injury reported Christian McCaffrey. Um, you, did you see his quote a week or two ago where he's like, "Man, if I have to leave practice to go to the bathroom, I'm on the report." Yeah, it's so. And funny. then a few days later, he's on the report for a valid yeah, injury. I don't know. I mean, I think he plays, but is is he the only part of the of the Panthers defense, the uh, the Panthers offense that concerns you at all? No one else on that offense scares me. Uh, yeah, I guess I, I wouldn't say DJ Moore concerns me, or s- certainly not scares me, especially with our defense. I think we'll be able to. Um, put him under control real easy. Um, if it's Traverius Ward on him, I'm not worried. Um, and uh, I think I saw Traverius Ward is leading the NFL in some stat they showed last night, and um, has to do with completion percentage. I think being the lowest in the NFL against him. Yeah, he uh, he's playing great. It's fun watching the 49ers with like a true number one corner. I just I feel like we got him so easily when I'm like, how did? How did we acquire you? I mean, we're paying him $12 million a year, I think. I think it's a three-year, $36 million deal. So a good chunk of change. But still, I'm like, it, feel, it felt effortlessly to get you away from the Chiefs. I'm like, how did we do that? Um, no, there, there's no one else I'm truly worried about. Um, I don't even think I'm going to mention Robbie Anderson's name. Uh, I'm trying to remember their other receiver. DJ Moore. Is it Terrence Marshall? No, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, other ter- than him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> There's really no one that I'm I'm worried about. Um, I don't think their O line is is that great. I think it's improving. Um, their sixth round or s- sixth overall pick um, is it Ika McQuanu? Is how we say it. Man, yeah, it's good. been a while since we have talked he's about the rookies. He's good, but I I've, I've seen that he's been struggling to start the year. Um, I think he started in at left tackle. And I believe he's having a hard time. I was reading an article about rookie grades, and his his was lower. Yeah, he, he, um, everything I heard about him before the draft, I think he'll be all right, but totally know what you mean. Oh, yeah, long-term, he'll be great. But uh, this O-line, I don't think – I think the Rams O-line is a better match for our D-line, and uh, I think it's going to be another massive game from our defense. I'm just hoping that our offense can be as close to being as sharp as they were last night and getting things done, um, and that Jimmy doesn't make as many mistakes. Um, something the Niners like to do, it seems like, is playing to the level of our opponent. Yeah, that, that does scare me a bit. If we're playing a crappy team, yeah, we're going to play crappy. But if we're playing the reigning Super Bowl champs, even though you're right, they have digressed and they have their own troubles, but they're still the, the, the Rams. The 49ers um, arrive show ready up. to play. Yeah, they show up for the Rams. Will they show up for the Panthers? I think so. I think they've got something to prove now. And I, 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 to be honest, even if this is a trap game, are, are the Panthers good enough to trap us? Like at a certain point, even if we don't show up, I feel like we could still kind of beat the Panthers. Uh, I absolutely would agree with that. But again, um, I would have said the same thing about the Chicago Bears. Um, and sure that it was a rain game, but it was also a rain game for them. So that excuse doesn't yeah, no, work you're, you're totally too, too right. well, but that is true. I would, I would be all for it with you if we didn't already blow it against the bears. Cause 19 unanswered points, rain or not is, is tough. Um, and then was way too close against the Seahawks. Um, Broncos looks like a pretty bad game. So it's, it's not looking good if we're not playing the Rams and, 
sadly, we cannot play the Rams every Fun. week. Yeah, Just seriously. Rams every um, single week. I would, with the way that it's gone in the regular season, I would be stoked about yeah, that. That would be sick. So, all right, should we uh, should we make some bold predictions? We should. I'm thinking right now. That's why I was quiet for a second. As I'm, I'm trying to think of. I got my, one. And I'm trying to think of how bold. I think, I think yours. George Kittle gets his touchdown this week. George Kittle touchdown receiving, if that needs to be specified. Receiving. It probably does need to be specified. Well, wow, that'd be really cool if it was rushing. Um, I'm gonna go with. I wanted to go five, but I'm just gonna go with four offensive touchdowns. Four offensive Niners touchdowns. Niners gonna get four. Four offensive touchdowns, and we have not necessarily – some of you might be like, okay, that's just 28 points. That's not that big. Um, Let's just take a look back real quick at all the weeks that we've played so far because we had 10 points against the Bears. We had 27 points against the Seahawks, so much better. Um, 10 points against the Broncos and 24 against the Rams. So not a single week where we had four touchdowns yet. Not even four offensive, just not even four touchdowns yet. So um, I'm going to go with four touchdowns, four offensive touchdowns for the San Francisco 49ers. Um, The Panthers' defense is certainly better than their offense. Um, They've got guys like Derek Brown is their tackle. Shaq Thompson is a linebacker. Jeremy Chin, I have a lot of respect for. I don't know. He's good. Safety linebacker, not sure exactly where they put him. Um, who's their corner? No, he's on the Colts Gilmore now. The he was there last year. Okay, I couldn't remember yeah, which no, they, way he went. They're a team that is that is not at a good place. They have a, a good defensive coordinator. He draws up interesting stuff. He might be able to confuse Jimmy yes. for a bit. He's not going to confuse Kyle. And that's ultimately what matters for the 49ers offense. Matt Rule, the Panthers head yeah. coach, is going to be fired probably by the end of November at the latest. So I don't, I don't think I expect. Yeah, I don't good. think I expect them to be, to be much of a force. And I don't. I, I think I expect the 49ers to do what good teams do when they play bad teams this week. Not what they they messed up against the Bears. It was week one. Is it was rainy. It was weird. All that stuff. I think this is the week where it's like, okay, yeah, these this is a good team and a bad team, and we can see that. Yeah, we're gonna be an hour into this game. We're gonna be like muting it and having another TV, another a different game on the screen because it's just gonna be like, <laughs> oh, I know like what's going on here. Uh, yeah, I got to note the the two players, probably their two best players that I couldn't remember the names of is Brian Burns, their defensive end who is phenomenal and I think will be a, a star as he grows more and more in the NFL. And then JC Horn is their right side cornerback who's phenomenal. Um, Dante Jackson's on the left side, but JC Horn, Jeremy Chin, Brian Burns, and Derek Brown are really this young crew of this team that I think the Panthers, you know, I assume eventually will be a better team in years to come as they build that offense. Um, and I think their defense is already kind of built in there and they're just giving them some experience and time to grow. But those names I just said, that's going to be the core of this defense. And if this Panthers team becomes good, it's going to be because of those guys. Yeah, totally agree. They're going to have a good defense. They're just – I think they have the wrong coach, to be honest. And that's that's always a bummer when it's like, oh, you're just – it's like how I feel about the Cardinals. They're not going to be a legitimate contender until they get a new coach. Yeah, and that's harsh, as much but as, it's true. As much as Cliff seems to be a, a – 
offensive-minded guy. Similar. Yeah, Matt Rule has an offensive background as well, but he just, you know, he was he was great at Baylor, yeah. but he's just not. I don't know. He doesn't seem. He's had four years. I think this is his fourth season as the Panthers yeah. head coach, which is insane. Uh, yeah, it seems like a little yeah. too long. All right. Um, what else? Anything else to note as we're looking for, other than the fact that we're playing Johnny? Uh, no, I didn't know he was on that team. Now, um, keep. <laughs> keep an eye on the health. Keep an eye on Elijah Mitchell. Keep an eye on even Ty Davis Price. Keep an eye on Trent Williams. Let's let's see what happens. Keep an eye on some of the new running backs the 49ers have brought in. I think Tevin Coleman worked out for the team. I think he I think we signed him. I think we signed Tevin Coleman. Uh yes, he was Tevin Coleman, uh Malik Turner, and Willie Sneed yeah. were all elevated from the practice squad yesterday for yeah, the game. So, I do not believe a single one of them so saw So keep an eye on on that kind of roster movement. Keep an eye on some of the younger players. Let's see if we can get a little more action from some of our rookies. Keep an eye on the O-line. Let's see how they perform against a, a less good team. There's a, there's a lot of interesting things to watch. What I, what I want to see really is can the 49ers just put the Panthers away? Like, this is a game that should not be a game. Does that make sense? There should never be a moment in this game where we are in doubt as to who's going to win. If the 49ers are as good as we think they might be, this game should never be in doubt. So that's that's what I really want to see is can we put them away? Yeah. It's, it's really a statement game, and this is what you and I have talked about last year and what I think we've said all year so far. Um I bring up last year's two weeks all the time against the Lions and against a an Eagles team, which they started to be good last year. They're certainly much better this year with the addition of A.J. Brown and some other key players. But uh, starting off the year with the Bears and Seahawks and having our team in question after those two games, which should be easy Ws, um, and then a really tough loss against the Denver Broncos and a beautiful win against the Los Angeles Rams. We're two and two and we're like, okay, we've seen us play like we did against the bears and the Seahawks and the Broncos. And now we see us, well, the Seahawks, we did better. It was just, uh, the score was a lot better than I give credit for. And I think the game felt better. So it's kind of this every other week. This is the game where it's like, okay, kind of a, I'd say a shaky start to the season. We're injured. We had a tough loss to the Broncos. We destroyed the Rams, but we're still 2-2. Two and two. So is our whole division. This is a statement week where it's like, okay, we're playing the Panthers. How are we going to look? Are we going to be going kind of up, down, up, down, like the stock yeah. market every game of the week or every game of the season? Or are we going to be strong through and through um, throughout the this, whole season? This, so I think this is the first week we'll get yeah, a good it, look it, at that. This is going to be important because if we can put them away, it's like, okay, we are we are that team. All right. I think, I think that's all we got this week. But listeners, thank you for tuning in. Sorry about last week's lost episode. Maybe, you know, someday when we're millionaires and millionaires, someone can pay us a few million dollars and we'll release it. Obviously, that's going to happen. But thank you for... If we find it, we'll yeah, have to we, release If we that. find it. Uh, Some crazy things yeah. were said. Thank you. After Jimmy Garoppolo retires and when he's in the Hall of Fame, we'll release that episode. Um, Thank you Yikes. for tuning in today, everybody. We love doing this podcast. We love having you listen with us, and we, we appreciate it. Daniel, any uh, parting words to our listeners out there? 
We do love our listeners. We do love the 49ers. We love getting to do this podcast. We do love it. Uh, we also love Talanoa Hufunga. Yes, we, we love Nick do. Bosa. We love everyone on the 49ers, even you, Jimmy. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in, and uh, stay safe out there, everybody. Have a good week.